Welcome to the To The Throne podcast. This is Dan Santana, and we have a special edition for you. Um, today, we have a special guest sitting across from me, David Dennis. What's up? Welcome, David Dennis. If you don't know who he is, you will find out, but he's an amazing worship leader, singer, artist, model. Okay, Dan, all right. And recently engaged. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so I'm excited. Also, this is a disclaimer for everyone listening to this. Uh, this is the second time we've actually yes. done this podcast today because my laptop crashed as we were recording this. It won't be as organic, people. Yeah, no, I'm it's going to be organic. Kidding, okay, you're, just I just believe that there's even more on this one. You yeah. Know? We just got to believe there's more sauce. I'm going to take my thing. cough drop off because yes. it's hard to talk with it. It's all good. Drop. So, welcome, everyone. Uh, we're glad you're <laughs> here. We've been waiting to get David on. He's been on our list for a long time. And, Which uh, I still don't believe that. You, but. you have been. You have been. Okay. Um, so, we've been waiting to get you on. Uh, you've actually modeled for us, which is great. So if you search our Instagram, you you will find David's face, and it's a pretty face. Okay, wow. it is. So, um, wow. And today, this is going to be a good conversation because you know you're a worship leader who um, serves at our church, Blowing Co. Mm-hmm. And um, you know you have had the ability to you know lead a song um, that came out on the latest album, which is now. Now it's called now. It's called now. Mm-hmm. Yes, we got it. Let people know it's called now yes. because they're like, what? Yes. Now? now. Why when? are you saying the word now? Well, yeah. What? Not right now? Yeah. It's yes, now. now. Yes. No, not right now, but, but now. now. Okay. Now is now. Yes. And the song is called This Far. This Far, yes. And it's so good. It's so, a really good song. We are glad you are here. You're going to learn about David and his life. And, you know, he's going to tell us some, some tasty nuggets. Um, by the way, he loves chicken nuggets too. I love chicken nuggets. So, That's my favorite food. There you go. My favorite chicken nugget is from Chick fil A. Yes. Well, Come on, they just do it right. They do it right, you know. Every time, it's just it's Jesus chicken. So yes, you know exactly. it's got to be done yes. right. Um, what sauce do you like with your nuggets? I so I love buffalo sauce. No, that's just me. I like spice. I, I like feel like spice. that's expected. Okay, that's but expected. I like the spice. Yeah, that makes sense. That's just me. Yeah. Um, but I also like barbecue sauce. <laughs> yes. I would say I would say this: if I'm eating nuggets, just nuggets, it's barbecue sauce. Yep, one hundred percent. That's it. That's it. Or any type of chicken, I like dipping. You know, if it's like grilled or whatever, I love just love barbecue sauce. Yep, that's if it. it's like on the sandwich, like I actually like the spicy sandwich there. That's what I normally yeah, get, and I love to dip that in. Um, I like to dip it too, which is weird, but with buffalo sauce. So, so it's like sauce. spicy on spicy. Yes, extra spice. I like extra spice with on, the pepper I'm... jack. It's good. No way. Yes, man. Jeez. It's not crazy spicy, but it's good. I, like I bet your mouth be burning, right? No, it be burning. It's good. I remember growing <laughs> up, my dad used to always eat peppers all the time. Mm. Like, that's just a Hispanic thing, I guess. You know, with every meal, it's like, yeah. you got a peppers. Okay. Now I used to be like, this dude's crazy. Like, everything burn his mouth off, you know? Jeez. And now I'm like, anytime I get pizza, there's jalapenos on it. Like, Chick-fil-A's got to be a spicy sandwich. So <laughs> I'm all about the spice. But barbecue, barbecue. Is what's, what's your favorite condiment? Barbecue. Barbecue? <laughs> yeah, that's As my favorite. Yeah. Um, barbecue's the best. To the day Do I you die. like Sweet Baby Rays? Bro, yes. Okay. Because that's that's oh, like yeah. what I jam with. Yeah. Original Sweet Baby Rays, I'm good. They take the I'm crown simple. for sure. Yes, it's a simple thing, but yeah. it's where it's at. Yeah. So anyway, to get back to your life and who you are. Or we can just keep talking about chicken nuggets. We could. Because I but, love that. <laughs> but I would really want to hear, I want people to know who you are. <clears throat> so where are you from originally? Um, and did you grow up in the church? Like- Singing, how does that all work? Yep. I'm from Lawrenceville, Georgia, which is 30 minutes uh, north of Atlanta. And um, I did grow up in the church. My grandfather was a pastor. Um, We grew up in a 
denomination called Church of God in Christ, which is under the Pentecostal umbrella. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we would be in church like five days a week, bro. Wow. We live, breathe church. Wow. Yeah, that was our second home. Lots of church. I did not grow up that way. My dad was in a Pentecostal church, so he was. It was seven days a week back then. I guess for him growing Sheesh. up um, in the '60s, which is wild. And um, I mean, you know, services go however long they go, and um, people just get up and just start singing, and the band just starts playing, and it's just free for all. So um, definitely different. I didn't grow up that way. But so, how was it with you, like singing and everything? How'd you get started with that? Um, so growing up in the church, I was almost like forced to sing. Mm -hmm. Like I did not want to sing. Um, I sing in the choir a little bit, but um, I remember being forced to sing on Sundays right before the pastor would get up and preach. We called them sermonic solos or like specials. Mm -hmm. So I really didn't have a concept of leading worship then. Um, But yeah, I would just sing. I remember some Sundays like I would intentionally get up late so I could miss that part of the service so they wouldn't have to ask me. Because it was never <laughs> planned. It was always spontaneous. Uh-huh. I'm like, please don't call me up this Sunday. I just want to sit down and receive. <laughs> don't ask me to sing. And they would ask me sometimes. Pull you up there. Yeah, and sometimes they wouldn't. So it's just like I'm always on my toes right. every Sunday. It's like a lottery. Yeah. It's like you get drafted this week or no. So Exactly. Interesting. No so, rehearsal or anything either. Just go up. Just go That's up. That's straight Pentecostal. That's what it no, is. For real, it's yeah. just like let the yeah. spirit lead you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So did you have to know all these songs or like what? Like how did you go? I up mean, there? I could sing anything I wanted. Really? Yeah. Like they didn't like yeah, they didn't tell me how to sing a certain song. I could sing anything I wanted. Okay. I just have to sing. You just have to sing something sing, before yeah. the message. Yeah, the sermon, the I guess. Yeah, before the sermon. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So then when did you get leading like in worship, like a typical worship leader role? Uh, when did that start? Yeah, that started around high school. I'm at my church back home in Georgia. So the gospel church was in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. My church back home in Georgia, I started singing in the choir. And I remember, like, I think one day of the week, uh, the choir director, she emailed me. She was like, hey, what do you think about singing on Frontline? We would love to have you. And I was like, okay. I've never heard of Frontline. I don't know what that is. Right. But that's equivalent to a worship team, I guess. Okay. And that's kind of how it started and developed. Gotcha. Yeah. So you did it there. Um, and then you eventually moved, right, to college. And you came here to Nash. I sure did. And you went to Belmont, sure if I'm not did. mistaken. Sure and you, did. what did you study? I studied voice, man. Voice? I studied voice. <laughs> voice. With a southern accent. With a southern accent. Hey, one thing that is shocking to me after, and I think a lot of people too, <clears throat> coming to Nashville is that you realize it's not as country as you think. That is true. Yes. That's true. Like, yes. A lot of people were just like, hey, I'm... <clears throat> You know, like even people from Nash- Nashville are like, hi, I'm from Nashville. Yeah. Yep. You know, so which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you, Belmont, did all four years? Yep, did all four years. And um, what what did worship leading look like then? Like what music, worship leading throughout those years in, in college? Well, it's, um, okay. When I first went to Belmont, my first two years, I hated it. Mm. Okay. I went for music, but I was trying to be the next... Tori Kelly, if you will. Okay. Trying to do secular love songs um, because that's what people said I should do. Mm. I was just listening to what people were saying. I had no idea of what I actually wanted to do. I knew I wanted to sing. Right. But I didn't have a context of what that would look like. So people were like, you can just, you can sing like secular music because that means you'll make more money and you will have a bigger audience. I'm like, okay, that sounds pretty good. So anyway, I tried doing that. But those first two years, bro, I remember being so miserable. Mm. I remember I was planning for a show at Exodan. Do you know that venue here? Exodan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was going to have a show at Exodan, bro. And I remember the guy that was helping like my music career at the time, He was um, it was doing rehearsal. 
And he was like, bro, you need to stop acting like that. You can't be singing love songs because you look like you're leading worship. And I'm like, I had no clue that, you know, I was just being my natural self. Right. Like I had no clue I was, was looking like I was leading worship. Mm-hmm. But like now that I look back, I'm like, there was just something innate in me that I didn't even realize. Mm. Um, and I remember um, this was summer of my sophomore year. I went back home because I would go back home every summer and lead worship at my home church. And I remember um, leading worship one Sunday. And I remember I had this like, this peace come over me of like, this feels so fulfilling to lead worship. I have so much peace. I'm not second guessing. I'm not yeah. stressing out. And I remember that moment I was like, okay, I'm called to sing for Jesus. It wasn't that secular music was wrong because everyone has a different lane, but I know for specifically for my life, like right. I'm called to lead worship. I feel fulfilled. I feel aligned with the spirit when I do that. Mm-hmm. And so I remember that was going back to college my junior year. I felt like things just shifted totally because I knew I had some understanding of who the Lord created me to be and what he created me to do. It was no longer listening to people and what they were saying, but I had an understanding for myself what the Lord was wanting me to do. That's good. So I really feel like that's when worship leading was started, started to be a thing. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So did you lead in churches in this area yeah. um, th- throughout that time? Yeah, I did. Some in Franklin, some in Nashville. Sweet. Yeah. And then when did you eventually come to our church, The Belonging? Like, when did that happen? Um, that started, like, my second semester of my sophomore year in college, because I didn't have a car. And mm-hmm. I remember when I first got to college, The Belonging, like, people would talk about it on the college campus. Mm-hmm. And um, we would go Tuesday nights. Well, they started off Tuesday nights. So right. we would go Tuesday nights. And I'm like, whoa, this place is amazing. It reminded me a lot of my church back home. Um, and then when I got my car sophomore year, I started, like, Going what I could, mm-hmm. I became a member. So yeah, sweet. It's been like five years now. Five years. Yeah. Um, and then how did you start like getting plugged in to church? Like where did you serve at? What'd you do? Yeah, I started doing uh, guest services actually. Nice. Yeah. And how was, was that? It was great. Was it? Um, I mean, I guess I'll share the story again. I shared <laughs> it earlier, but um, serving on the guest services team was uh, one of the most humbling things for me mm. because when I first got to the belonging. Um, I kind of just like felt like I was obligated to lead worship. Like that's all I knew and that's what I expected and that's what I was wanted. Mm-hmm. And I, I was in a phase of like offense and bitterness because that wasn't happening. Mm. Um, and I felt like that's this that season for me, the Lord really had to humble me. So I did guest services, bro, and I learned so much. I grew so much of things that I learned about ministry that I would never have learned if I was singing on stage. And I just wasn't really ready because I didn't understand the, the responsibility and the weight of leading people right. and the presence of God. And so, um, yeah, I did guest services for a couple of years and it was great. I became a, what do you call it? Like a lead over the team? Mm-hmm. A lead? Team lead, yeah. Team lead or whatever. And it was great. I loved it. Awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's a great, <clears throat> what I love about that is that it just shows that you know, just because you're up there now and all that stuff, you know, people can look at you and just think a certain way. Like, oh, of course he's up there. Of course, you know, he has a great voice. And of course he's, you know, he's a model. So, you know, you're you gonna keep put, saying that. Do, because you are. I you mean, if you, if you that, model I don't model <laughs> for like brands, that. you do, then you're a model. Anyway, um, okay. so that's what you are. It's all, all right, great. great. Um, <laughs> and just own it, okay? God has blessed you with that ability. Yeah. So just own I'll it. I'll receive that. <laughs> But um, if you, you know, people look at that, but don't realize the journey that no, it takes, you true. know. That's true. And I mentioned this before on our previous recording, but my favorite verse, uh, life verse is James 4.10, which is humble yourself before the Lord and yes. he will lift you up. Yes. And I believe that that walking that out is just that, yeah. you know, it's just the, 
um, let him promote me, let him be the That's person it. that actually puts me in the place. Yeah. And, um, you know, cause you said this in the previous recording, but he gets the glory, right? Yes. When that happens, he actually gets the glory. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, looking at your story, I mean, it's inspiring because, um, you know, you grew up in church, you came to Nashville, people tried to form you into something that, you know, fit you in a box that yeah. that's not what you were created for, yeah. you know? But I also think that you had to do that. Yes. It seems like to like verify. Exactly. No, this is actually what you're supposed to yes. do. Yes. Um, and some people are afraid to have that fear of actually stepping out into something. Yeah. Um, and so I, I commend you for that, to actually go through that process, to be vulnerable, yeah. to walk it out and be like, actually, this is not it. Yes. Yeah. You know? That's good. Because I, I feel like for many of us, when we're in a season like that, where there's like this tension, we almost like question, are we in the God, are we in the Lord's will or mm-hmm. did he say something? But yeah. that's, the tension is almost being in the Lord's will because mm-hmm. now I have that experience. Now that I know that I know that I know that I'm called to lead worship because of that experience. Yes. So I feel like I was in the Lord's will, even in that season of tension and for questioning sure. and misunderstanding. So that's good. Um, it was great. And I love what you were saying about the humility verse because- um, when you were saying that, I had a thought of like, the Lord humbled me so I could know him. He humbled me so he could be the main desire. It wasn't like he was just trying to humble me because he's like a meanie. Or yeah. He's trying to like put me in my place. Yeah. But he wants to commune with me. He wants me to make him the main thing. Um, and so I just like love the kindness of the Lord. Like he's not just humbling us for no reason, but he just wants us to see him fully and seek him. That's good. So, yeah. I mean, we we receive his grace when we're humble. Yes. You know, and that's that to me is a, a good father, you know? Yes. Um, I mean, the Bible says, it's this is one of those like, wow, this is black and white, it's a rough verse, but it's like God opposes the proud, yes. but gives grace to the humble. So. Yes. And so, yes, like when when God allows us to go through that humbling season, yes. it's because he's trying to give us grace. Yeah. He disciplines the ones that he loves. That's it. And he's trying to give us grace instead yes. of opposing us. Exactly. It's like literally like I'm trying to wrap my arm around you and bring you in. Yeah. And and yes, it's going to feel like, wait a second, but yeah. I want to be here. But yeah. wait a second. I yeah. thought you said this. Yeah. Um, but actually, it's going to be, be because if you don't receive that, then you can't actually receive that the grace that he wants to give. Exactly. You know? exactly. So I love that story. That's that's <clears> great. Um, and then moving on. So you came here. You started serving. Then you got on the worship team. Where did you serve? Like, how'd you start getting plugged into worship at the belonging after the few years of? Um, okay, so I have a theory of how things happen. I could be okay. wrong. <laughs> I remember I was singing in the choir. Okay. And um, Henry was playing the keys, and I could be totally wrong, but this is just my theory. Mm-hmm. Henry was Pastor Henry was playing the keys, and I remember when we were walking off stage, he was like, "Oh, I heard you singing, bro. I heard you singing. You have a good voice." And I remember after a couple of weeks after that, I got a call saying, we're having a Juneteenth service and we would love for you to oh, lead nice. or do a song for the service. And so I'm like, okay, like, what's going on? So I did it. <laughs> and then after that, I think a couple of weeks, they were just like, hey, what are your thoughts on being on the worship team? We would love to have you. Right. So anyway, I just think it started from that moment where he just heard me in the choir. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's right <laughs> or not. But if you think about it, I think that's just so cool, just being at the right place at the right time. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't striving. I wasn't even trying to sing loud for him to hear me. I'm just worshiping. Sure. It's like the Lord knows how to highlight you when he's ready for you. He knows where to find you just like he found David in the field. Like he yeah. knows where to find you and highlight you. And I felt like that was like a highlighted moment for me, okay. if you will. That's good. If it happened that way. Yeah. Well, we'll say that it did. <laughs> we can see how we until, say that it did. Until someone says otherwise. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I love that. And it's funny because that Juneteenth, 
uh, service is where, I mean, Dakota and I heard you sing for the first time and we're like, okay, this guy, this guy has it. What's, what was the song? I just I forgot. No. No. What was the song? Never would have made it. Never would have made it. Never would have made it. Wrong one. Wrong one. <laughs> okay. Get your so, gospel music right, bro. I know. It was never would have made it. Um, Who sings it? Do you know? Does anyone know? Good job. Boom. Marvin Sapp. You didn't know. Don't, I, don't was, like I was going to say something, but then I did. Yeah, yeah, okay. um, Marvin Sapp. I love Marvin Sapp. I think that, that, yes. I, I think he listens to this. <laughs> if you listen to Marvin. We do this. Like John Mayer also, if you're listening still, um, we love you. Because um, <laughs> we shouted him out like, before. <laughs> Okay. Um, also Kanye. Anyway, um, no, no Kanye. All right. If uh, you look at that, I think that like, you know, the timing of everything, man, being humble, going through the yes, process, bro. Yes. even in the, the place of a choir setting, which yes. is like, hold yes. on, I'm supposed to be holding a mic. Yep. Now you got me in yes. a choir. Yes. Like all of that could yes. be just be a way for pride to yes. creep in, right? Yes. So I love that. I think that's amazing. And um, and then the Juneteenth thing, I mean, we we just can feel like, okay, there's something special. You carry something. Um, and we know this, Nashville is just full of great musicians and artists. So and many. A million, right? Yep. <clears throat> um, and I'm always like, it's not about how somebody sings mm-hmm. necessarily, especially in church, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's what they carry. Yep. It's the anointing that they yeah, carry. Anointing, bro. You know, because you can sing real well and it just be flat and it's, it's just, yep. it doesn't go anywhere. But when you carry anointing, you actually take people to the throne. That's it, bro. And that's what we're about. Yes. Uh, hashtag yes. to the throne. You take people somewhere, wow. right? Yes. Yeah, and and so, like for worship, I'm very passionate about it as a worship leader, right? Yes. I think that is the heart of worship, and I think our church does a really good job of seeing that. And you kind of explained to me, like, you know, what you've experienced and the different type of leaders in our church. So tell me, kind of your your thoughts on like the unique voices that we have in our church. Yeah, I think. Um... Yeah, I think we've just been blessed as a house to have worship leaders who express worship and express their love um, to the Lord in different, unique ways. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said earlier, it really just shows heaven. There's no one way to worship. There's no one expression to worship the Lord. Yeah. And I think we have the luxury of having uh, different people express that in different ways. And um, I, I love like our pastors and like our leaders, like Andrew Holt, our worship pastor, um, because going through this experience with being on the worship team, it's so evident that they seek the Lord about who to have on the platform. Yeah. Um, they're very intentional with protecting the um, purity and the reverence of the platform. They don't care about how well you can sing, how many runs you can do, how well you can play instruments. Like, There's an element to that, but like, it's about the heart posture. What does your intimacy with the Lord look like? And I, I think because of that, when people, like for me, when I got on the worship team, I didn't know anybody. Like, mm. I didn't know anyone, but I felt like, when I led with someone I didn't know, there was this unspoken trust, this like togetherness that we had that I think people like our pastors and leaders have been praying into and facilitating the framework for that. Wow. So people can like just live in that, even though I've never met them before or if I've had coffee, you know? Right. Um, and so that's been a blessing to experience that and know that like I'm trusted. It feels good to know that so our my like leaders that I look up to, they see something in me and they trust me to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a big deal and that means a lot to my heart because that helps me to grow. That helps me to like let go of my grip and not be in my head. You know what I'm saying? Because I yeah. feel like my leaders trust me, and so because I know they seek the Lord. That's good. Um, and so I don't really when the enemy wants to have me questioning why I'm there. I'm like, oh no, like mm-hmm. I'm here because the Lord has 
put like me here. Right. And they, he's placed it like myself in their hearts, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, bro. And I agree. <clears throat> I think, you know, looking at the uniqueness, the unique voices that we have, um, you know, the ability to, to just allow people to lead yes. how they lead, you know, like yeah. um, everyone's different. And yeah. it's like, it do, it is what heaven will sound like, you know, yeah. that's what it sounds like. It yes. sounds like a lot of people coming together and just honoring the one, you know, every so job, every time, every that's nation. it every time. And I think that's important. I think it's representative. You know, we, we kind of talk just kind of <coughs> offline. We'll call it offline. Just about certain churches um, that have big movements maybe and, uh, you know, whatever are known, but sometimes can can feel repetitive. Everyone kind of leads the same. Yeah. Everyone has that. It's just like. Same verbiage. Yeah. Same know? style. Same. And that's okay for yeah. them, of course. Yeah. Like, a, you know, we're not going to, we're not dogging how people sure. do things. Um, but I think it, it's really nice and refreshing to come, you know, to a Sunday morning or a Tuesday night and just be like, okay, what's going to happen? Yeah. Who's leading? I don't, you know, yes. like there's no, we don't know. You yeah. know, we start, we start off the set with the bridge of a song sometimes, you know, like that kind of thing to me is like, Hey, what does God want to do today? You know? So, um, that's amazing. Let's talk about you now getting on the album. Cause you were on the team then you're leading. How did the process come with you um, leading this far for the album? Um, so one Tuesday night, Andrew texted me. He was like, I have this song idea that I think it'd be cool if you sang on it. So I listened to it and I said, are you sure? Like, mm-hmm. I was like questioning. I, I was like, I feel like Torn Wells should, should sing the song. Like, really? It didn't feel like a congregational song, mm. congregational worship song. And I'm like, what is this? Um but I kept like listening to it and I like I started to like catch on to it. I was like, okay, I think I can do this. I asked him who wrote on it. He said he did, and Maggie mm-hmm. and Jacob uh shooter. So um it was really cool. And I remember we were weeks uh before conference because we were gonna do the song then. And um I had a family emergency actually mm-hmm. um with one of my sisters. And I had to go home and there was a chance that I wasn't gonna sing um at conference. And because I went home, I wasn't able to rehearse the song. So me actually singing it at conference was the first time I had ever sang the wow. song. So I went home to be with my family. And um, yeah, just not sure if I was going to make it to conference. And um, everything worked out. So I was mm-hmm. able to make it to conference. And I ended up singing the song at conference. And if you listen to the song, there's a moment where I, before I sing the bridge, I sing, oh, no. Yeah. Everyone, it's, it's like, been memed. It's been memed. <laughs> But I remember in that moment, um, I had this like moment with the Lord of like, the enemy tried to steal something from my family. Mm. And like, I, I'm using this song to like look the devil in the face and say, no, you're not going to take what you tried to take away from my family. So that's why I said, oh, no. People wow. ask me that all the time. I'm like, wow. oh, no, like enemy, no. You're not going to take the promise that the Lord has spoken over my, my sister's life. You're mm-hmm. not going to take away the joy and the peace. And so I just think it was just so profound that the Lord even gave me this song because he knew what my family was going to go through. Right. And I had a chance to not not only leave that to the people that was in the room, but also sing over my family while I was, you know, at conference leading wow. the song. It was wow. such a powerful, surreal thing. Um, so, yeah. And as far as this far. There you go. That's yeah. some great insider information. There. Yeah. So <clears throat> I love that. You got to come for the exclusive, you know, information about yeah. that. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. <laughs> now, every time I lead it, I'm like, I'm not going to do oh, no, because people are going to expect me yes. to do oh, no. Do the oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So that's great. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> and I think, you know, that song, You Carry It Well, um, you know, it, it's it's funny because I would never, 
Like the way you carry it, I would never think that, okay, this is a Torrin Wells because it's it's a David Dennis song mm-hmm. to me now. You should have like, heard the demo, bro. Okay, so I didn't hear the demo. Yeah. You had a version of, I, like, I didn't what hear. What is this? But um, now <laughs> it's your song, you know, and now it's you. And, and so um, I do love that. I do love that, you know, when somebody leads a song, especially at our church, because they, what, it, you know, they carry, it kind of, they own that song. Yeah. You know, they just kind of like, that's theirs now. Yeah. And yes, it's the Lord's and whatever, but, you know, listening to the album, it's just like, yeah. no matter who sings this far, it just feels like, no, it's David really, yeah. like, own that moment. Yeah. To know that it was, like, first time and all the things going around it, yeah. it makes the song be even more powerful. It yeah. makes it like, wow, look at the perspective of what you were leading through, you know? Yeah. So that's amazing. Um, as we wrap things up, this has been great. I appreciate it. So good. Um, round two. So. Round two. <laughs> Um, we always like to ask this question. Mm. What is one thing you want to be known for? This is like one of those questions that are kind of a, well, that's a big one. Um, but I do think it's something that we need to be intentional in life to be like, okay, what do I, what do I want people to remember me as? What do I want to be known for in this life? So what is that one thing you want to be known for? Um, I want to be known for someone who like sought after the Lord, someone who seeks the Lord, like, Mm -hmm. Even for the smallest things, like I want to be known for of, oh, David, he will literally ask the Holy Spirit if he should take a left on this road. Like yeah. I want it to be that like in sync and that small. Mm-hmm. Like I really just want to be led by the Spirit. So I want to be known for that. That's good. In everything in my life. That's good. Going after the Spirit. Yeah, bro. I love that. I mean, you know, David in the Bible is a man after God's heart, you know, and I think that I mean, you carry that. You know, so the the fact that yeah, you want to be known for that, amazing. I think that's like that totally is David Dennis. Mm. You know, so this has been great. I think that you know, looking at the future for you and what's coming up. Of course, like yes, you're engaged, so that's a whole yeah, I am. That's a whole thing that is like there's, here's a, here's a new life <clears throat> journey. So um, I'm super excited for blessing, you. Yeah. I think a lot of people are excited for you guys. So, yeah. um, but what are you looking forward to? Like next year two five yeah that's that's also a big thing but what's what's your goals what do you want to do yeah i'm looking forward to my own music nice yep i'm looking forward to releasing music and um seeing what my sound is like i'm looking forward to developing that Mm -hmm. and figuring that out so nice yeah i'm excited to hear that and i can't wait i mean this is you know what's funny about um our church and and Coming here to Nashville is, you know, a lot of people have very similar goals, um, but it's really cool to see people go on a journey for themselves and like have their voice. Um, and I think the world needs our voices. Like God didn't give us voices and songs and gifts for us to just hold them, you know. Yeah. So a lot of the people that have moved here understand like this is the place where uh, things are released. You know, like this is that's. It is industry in that sense of like, yes, we make, we make stuff here yeah. and for, to be, you know, out in the world, you know? Yes. And so I'm super excited when I hear friends that are like doing that. I mean, I, I've had those same goals and like, I think right now it's like, you know, everyone's in a different season of their life. And sometimes the timing is like, some people are like, well, why haven't you done it yet? You know? Yeah. Um, or whatever. We can talk about that with sometimes with marriage too, or what, yeah. you know, you start dating somebody, it's like, when are you getting married? It's like, calm down, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, to have those goals and then to go after it is amazing. Yeah. And that, I feel like that's the joy and the fun in it. Like everyone's yeah. pace is different and it yeah. looks different for everyone. Very true. Yeah. That's um, fun. And um, 
I was telling Dakota this, but I, I, I saw this um, speech, and I can't, I don't know his name. I think it was a Tony Award winner um, um, giving a speech, like an acceptance speech, and he was talking about three main things, you know, to focus on in life or like creatives or whatever. Um, but the second one was really good. Uh, and I think this is like encapsulates really what you've gone through, what I've gone through, and many people. Um, but he said, slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to go, yep. where you want to be, you know? Yep. And it's like, it sounds crazy, but it's like, no, that's actually what it is. Oh, and so people true. want to go somewhere, I want, but slowly is the fastest way. Oh. You know, and it's just that's walking good. the steps of humility, trusting in the Lord every step of the way, um, and you'll get there. So, oh. hey, I'm so glad you've been on today. Glad to be here. Thank, Thank you, you for chilling with us for a little bit. Yeah, man. And um, this is not the last time because I can't wait to have you on and talk about your project. Like, yeah. that's going to be exciting for us. Yeah. Because Dakota and I both believe in you and we love you. So love you guys. we're so glad you have joined us today. So thank you, everyone, for joining. Nice. Um, follow David Dennis. It's David Dennis George. George. Yep. Okay. Um, explain the George for everyone just so people know. George is my middle name. Okay. But Instagram did not allow me to do the first, middle, last okay. in that order. So I have to do first, last, middle. There you go. Yep. For some reason. So people are sometimes confused. Yes. My last name is not George. It's not George. It's Dennis. There you go. I'm David Dennis. Yes. George is your middle name. Yep. At David Dennis George. Yep. Follow David. <clears throat> um, you know, much more to come. Yes. Like God, God's moving. So let's keep an eye on what David's doing. Um, thank you for joining us, everyone. Um, follow us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, all the things we do, I guess. Um, and also... We are moving into the fall season, and so this is good because um, I can kind of smell some new releases happening. So keep your eye eyes peeled because things are happening. Eye emoji. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm very excited for, uh-huh. for that. It's been a long time coming as well. So Come on. thank you guys for joining us, and as always, we like to say thank you, for, thank you for going to the throne with us. I won't mess it up. Thank you for going to the throne with us. Peace, guys.